Showing off your best landscape portfolio with professional photographs is a key part of attracting highly qualified leads to your lawn and landscape company. But should you take photos on your iPhone or use professional photographers? I actually recommend a combination of both. In fact, in this video podcast, I'm recording the intro right now on my iPhone and the rest of the podcast I shot with my DSLR cameras. The key though is setting up a good shot and doing it well. And in today's podcast, I interview a professional landscape photographer who's gonna give you tips on how to take excellent photos with your smartphone and what to look for when you're hiring a photographer so you end up getting the best results from your photography. Pay attention because you wanna do this this spring and summer while your landscapes are looking sharp. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Landscaper's Guide. Today, I'm excited to interview Corey Klein from Corey Anthony Photography. He's based in Denver, Colorado, right down the road from me in Lyons, and he has clients all over the country. So, Corey, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yes, thanks for having me. So, Corey, tell me a little bit, uh, what kind of photography do you do? Uh, yes, I'm an architectural photographer kind of specialize in residential, multifamily, um, automobile, I've shot dealerships, and then also hospitality. And um, to, how did you get into photography? You know, did you start when you were a little kid or how did you, how did you get into this? Uh, growing up as a kid, uh, me and my family, we'd uh, camp up in Grand Lake. Uh, with my mom, we'd wake up before sunrise and I'd watch her photograph the, the moose and elk um, for sunrise and throughout the morning, especially during the rut. It's a pretty cool thing to experience. Um, but it really wasn't until high school that I, I finally picked up a camera for myself and um, kind of focused more on landscape and just whatever my eye took me to. I think that's kind of how a lot of beginning photographers kind of mm -hmm. get into it. They just kind of shoot whatever interests them. And um, so I did that for a little bit, um, never really, thought about photography too much as a career. Um, and then throughout college, I was working at the Denver Athletic Club. I did three years banquets, three years in the restaurant. Um, and then it was about my fifth year in that my wife encouraged me to take an international trip um, just for myself. It's a great learning experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I found myself in New Zealand for three weeks and had my camera with me and captured everything with the landscape and just fell in love. and. Um, I think I really found my eye for photography on that trip and uh, when I came back home that kind of changed things and um, yeah I just ended up leaving the Denver Athletic Club, um, met a local blogger Denver Darling in Denver and shot mm -hmm. with her and um, didn't really know where photography was going to take me and uh, through the clients that I met working with her one of them was a broker um, and I met uh, the brand manager for uh, Sonic Automotive and um, yeah, just started shooting a lot more architecture and something I, I never really thought of, but kind of found that like turning, you know, shooting a house or a building or um, business, I was able to turn um, it into a work of art, uh, just like a landscape, so. Yeah, absolutely. And, and tell me a little bit, why is, photography important to sales and marketing? Yeah, um, I think with our digital age, um, we definitely 
translate the quality of image to um, the quality of product and service that we're going to receive. Mm -hmm. um, I usually like to say it's like, if you look at a McDonald's ad or something, you know, the food's not great, but the pictures look fantastic and you want to go <laughs> eat it. But maybe the uh, hole in the wall restaurant, you know, you, you go online and you look at the photos and you're like, yeah, I'm not quite so sure, but they might have the best food in the world. And so it's just, we kind of, we definitely make images like a, a priority. And it's kind of interesting when I uh, was first pursuing the photography career and in my research, I think I saw it was like 94% of people um, thought that image was important to their purchasing decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it just plays a very important role in, in our world right now and how we consume as, as people. So Yeah, it totally does. And, you know, it reminds me of just over the weekend, my wife and I are planning a trip and we were looking on Airbnb and like, wow, our photos are so important there. Yeah. Even, even for just renting a place for a couple nights. Oh, definitely. And one of the places, <laughs> for some reason, all of the photos were black. <laughs> It was like they uploaded some photos and they weren't displaying or something. Yeah. But we were like, there's no way that we would, you know, rent yeah. a place without seeing it first. No, definitely. Yeah, it kind of, mm -hmm. it kind of pulls on the credibility a little. Like you, you kind of think it's like, well, if you don't have good images, then it's like a, you kind of think that they didn't go the extra step in other parts of their business or whatnot as well. So. Yeah, and and um, you know, in in landscaping and selling landscaping even referrals are going to look at your photos, right? If even, even if a referral Googles you, one of the first places that we focus as an agency with our clients at Ramblin' Jackson is getting your Google My Business photos um, to be the best, most current photos. And what I found is a lot of our clients have been in business for 10, 20, some of them 30 years, yeah. and they have photos of projects that they used to do 15 years ago. Yeah. And they don't even want those leads, right? So the photos can, sh they really impact people instantly of like, this is the type of work that you do. And here, here's what I can expect. No, definitely. Yeah, it's the kind of the first way that people see you. And mm -hmm. it might be the last time if it's not catching their eye right or yeah. not telling your story properly. We, we actually, another, I'm working on a remodeling project and we had um, a few people that we found online, a few referrals and... I can tell you that we eliminated one of the most highly referred people because their photos were awful. Yeah. We didn't like them. Like, I don't want, I don't want my house to look like this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, um, what then like makes a good photo? Like, I feel like, you know, you look at a photo and you just have a sense of like, yeah, this is a good photo or not. What break it down for us. What are really the elements of a good photo especially for, for, for a landscape? Yeah, I think uh, what makes a good photo is it's just like easy for the viewer, but mm -hmm. it it translates in the eye really well. It, it feels natural, um, kind of tells the story really quickly. Again, mm -hmm. I think it's we're so infiltrated with imagery. It's like it just needs to be quick. Like we just need to translate really quickly. Um, and so one of the things that I focus on in my work is making it um, distraction free. Um, mm -hmm. and then with that, it's like, I think we need to line things up, like make sure all your chairs are lined up and nothing's crooked or seems out of place. Um, nothing that really like draws your eye to something that you don't want it to, you know, a pillow hanging off of a chair or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then always important I think is lighting. 
Um, you don't want it over shadowy. Um, you just want nice even lighting. My favorite is definitely Twilight. You get a good balance between landscape accent lighting, the building lighting, anything like that mm -hmm. also mixed with the natural lighting. Um, and then you also don't have heavy shadow cast or anything like that. Um, so you just get a full complete story. And then I would definitely say straight lines. I think, especially as we go around with like our cell phone, um, it's easy to point and shoot, but oftentimes we might be angling down or angling up and it's just not, not very natural to the human eye mm -hmm. to, to see lines. It feels kind of wonky or distorted or warped when we start changing that uh, uh, focal or field of view or whatnot, so. What are maybe some of the tools that you can use on your phone to set up a good shot and make sure that you have good lines? You know, some of those things like, we were talking about the furniture, yeah. you know, so a lot of my clients will take photos of an outdoor living space where there's an outdoor sofa and there's pillows on it and are they just randomly stuffed on there or are they placed on there? Yeah. Um, aside from that, maybe what are some tips with with iPhone or a smartphone? Yeah, so I think I think an e an easy example might be if you have a swimming pool. You know, if you're at the end of the swimming pool, you go stand in the middle, mm -hmm. and you just kind of look at like your leading lines of the pool where it, it just goes to a point. Um, I don't know if we remember that from you know elementary school art where you draw like to a point, um, but yeah, you have all your lines, your mm -hmm. chairs straight. Use the grid on your cell phone, kind of place it, make sure that everything just looks really nice and square and level. Um, it's kind of like kind of like a looking at a bad picture or a crooked picture on the wall, like your right. eyes gonna uh -huh. you're definitely gonna notice that. So using those grids on your cell phone can definitely help um, kind of line things up. Yeah, I love using the grids and and one of the things I'm curious what you think about this tactic, but I'll put the grids on and I'll try and find something that is very likely to be level oh, yeah. um, in a building yeah. um, and then line up my grids with that before I take my picture. Yeah. Definitely. Is that a, a good... Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. And it, it's become so like natural to me mm -hmm. where I'm looking through my viewfinder and then I'll be, you know, dialing in my tripod and uh, uh -huh. yeah, it's just... You've, you find like a wall or, you know, mm -hmm. that that's going to be straight. Or if we're looking at the instance of the swimming pool, it's like hopefully that swimming pool is straight and square. And uh, right. <laughs> so you can use those as like the lines or, mm -hmm. you know, using the horizon in, you know, just in your view as itself. So Absolutely. And, and so I think there's a, the time and place for smartphone photography for, yeah. for landscaping. One of our clients, and we've actually interviewed them on this show, they have a photo contest from their employees. And so they have this amazing system where you email the photo to this special email address and then through Zapier, it uploads it to Google Drive. So it makes it really easy for them to collect photos from their employees. Yeah. And then every month they have this like ritual, this meeting where they celebrate the best photo and they vote on them and that person gets a cash prize. And I love that because it creates some bonding. It, yeah. it creates an incentive for people to actually share the photos. So now they're getting them and those are going on social media and their website. Yeah. And and above all, I think it creates a culture around doing good work yeah. of like, hey, we are proud of this lawn that we just mowed enough to take a photo and share it in front of a bunch of other people. Yeah. Right? It, yeah, it definitely. Kind of, yeah, pride. And mm -hmm. I think um, 
kind of having something outside of ourselves a little bit where it gives us like a little more purpose and fulfillment in the day-to-day work yeah what um so so there's definitely a, a place for smartphone photography there's also i strongly recommend having professional photos and in in the work that i do with clients we have the the landscapers foundation of digital marketing and part of it the first part is branding and differentiation and part of that i have visual identity and so having photos of your people in uniform having photos of your vehicles um, that all helps reinforce the word of mouth or the the street views that you're going to get of your vehicle. So if people see that yeah. and then they're online and they see the truck again that they've seen driving in their neighborhood, it creates that feeling of, yeah, I know this is familiar to me. Yeah. And absolutely the portfolio photos. And I can share numerous examples of clients who come to me. We're doing everything else. We've built a really great website. We, we're, we're ranking well on, online for SEO, for all their keywords. They've got good reviews, but when the photos are terrible, yeah. you know, it's not working. When people say, Jack, it's not working, it's usually one of those things are off. Yeah. And we often say, you need professional photos. We gotta, we gotta prune out these old photos. Some of them literally are dated. Some yeah. people have like scans of <laughs> photos that were printed at Walgreens. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, like with the date in the corner. So like yeah. that's that's an indicator it's time to hire prof- right, a professional right. if you still have that. So what what are some things to look for when you're hiring a professional photographer for your landscape company? I think first and foremost is the their body of work. You know, is it is it clean? I think at this point, hopefully we know what a good image looks like. And I think I think part of it for me like is <clears throat> it's art and and what makes art art is um, being transported into a moment whether Mm -hmm. it's music or a photograph like that's what makes great art is you you're transported there so it's like if you're looking through someone's portfolio of work and it doesn't feel that way then it might be good to go look at at the next where you actually feel something from it where their photos are telling a story Mm -hmm. Um, you know making sure that they are paying attention to those details. You know, are the chairs crooked in their photos or are they going the extra step and lining everything up and it looks very curated? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, don't be afraid in that conversation when, when hiring um, to see more of the work. And then in that conversation, I mean, think about how you do sales yourself. You know, are, are you guiding the conversation or are they? You know, does it seem like they're professional in the field or are, are mm-hmm. they kind of a rookie or they just want to show up and shoot? You know, like, are they talking about the time of day, the best lighting, the best angles, um, stuff like mm-hmm. that? And then third, I would say, is the, the equipment. Um, I think equipment can tell, you know, what weapons are in the arsenal, you know, for them to, to right. pull off these shots. Um, you know, I'd say... The camera is important, of course. Um, I don't think it's as important as sometimes the lens is, um, in my opinion. But I think having a good wide-angle lens, having a telephoto mm-hmm. lens. Well, so for somebody who, you know, they're, they're wanting to hire a professional, Yeah. what questions should they ask around gear? You know, because most people, if they haven't done photography or video, yeah. they're not going to know and they're just going to assume. So what are, what are maybe some, some things that you would absolutely want to see? Yeah, um, some things I definitely want to see is a tripod. 
um, tripods just going to really help give those straight lines um, being able to compose. Also with that, like there's going to be, if you're shooting twilight, there's going to be tricky lighting where you, you need the stabilization for the longer shutters. If you're shooting water, mm -hmm. if you want like a long exposure, stuff like that. So a tripod. Um, lenses, you want a wide angle. I'd say a, depending on what you're needing, a telephoto is good for detail photos, but then also um, telephoto is good for compression. So out here in, in Colorado, you know, if you have a patio with a mountain view, um, you might want to use a telephoto and compress those mountains to like your fire pit or whatever. So that way it just feels very engulfing, like you're just there. Um, a tilt shift isn't necessary, um, but something that definitely could be helpful for certain scenarios. Um, I say it's like if you're in a pergola and you have a pool view and you have your grill, your outdoor kitchen, and you want to see that, um, you might want your camera up higher, but then you don't want to just shoot the top of the grill so you can tilt shift down and then you'll see more of the grill within your viewpoint. So it's not necessary, it's just another tool. And then I think techniques, you know, I think for me, I use a technique with water. If you have a waterfall, a water future, a pool, mm -hmm. where I'll use a neutral density filter. Um, and with that, it allows me to have a long exposure. Um, and that's just going to smooth out the water. Um, like if you have a fountain, it's going to smooth it out. It kind of gives that cotton candy and feels like movement in a photo uh -huh. rather than it just freezing the water in the moment and just looks jaggedy and like it's just frozen, um, I, sure. I would say. so. It's just, I think there's stuff like that, just like what type of techniques can you use? And sometimes it's like, if they can't really come up with anything, then you'll, in your interview process with multiple photographers, you'll mm -hmm. kind of see and be able to gauge what might differentiate one from, from another and what fits your needs. Do you, do you shoot people or do yeah. you mainly shoot? Um, I've shot people, um, I think, it's kind of interesting just how every aspect of or different photography is a different like art form. Mm -hmm. um, so I, it's definitely something I can do. Um, but yeah, it's different when you're shooting a still object versus working with people and posing them and stuff like that. I have a really great photographer who's great at people. Yeah, I, I haven't had the best results on the landscape photos, but I've found they're just different personality types yeah. really. And I think it's okay to specialize and it creates, I think, a challenge. You know, a lot of times my clients will say, hey, you know what? I hired my photographer to do video. Yeah. And I have a client and they didn't record the audio. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't use a microphone. And yeah. so the, the audio was recorded from like 20 feet away. It was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful looking. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't work for, vi for the actual right. purpose of somebody watching and listening to a video. Yeah. And so I think it's just, I'm, I'm bringing this up because a lot of times our, the people listening will say, hey, I know somebody that has a camera. Yeah. And that's fine. Like maybe you want to give somebody an opportunity, but yeah. I think there are certain photos that you need that need to be excellent and they need to be done really well. And you may use these photos for 10 years Definitely. Uh, if they're done well. Yeah. And they're photos, one of your people, you know, and your vehicles, and that's a different type of shoot. And then there's the photos of, of, the work that you've produced, the yards and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I think it's in business, we wear so many hats um, that I think it's important for us to really 
focus and specialize and allow someone that's good at it to, to do that. And I think in my business, I've realized that to a point as well, where when I was trying to be a jack of all trades and just do everything, mm-hmm. um, I eventually realized it's not fair to my clients to, mm-hmm. to give them subpar this and subpar this and great this and, and whatever. So I think it's important to, to find the specialist. Um, you know, take that time to find the photographer that's going to give you those hero shots and those, those jaw-dropping photos that's going mm-hmm. to bring your clients in. And, and I, I hate to see people and businesses that have a really great product and service, but they're afraid to put the investment into that to, to really sell themselves and allow them to expand themselves. You know, I think that became kind of a, a cornerstone of, of my work was uh, in college, my friend and I started a clothing company. Sorry to go off on a, a side tangent, but you know, I think I, I realized how difficult it is to, to stand out. And I, I think with photography, it gave me the opportunity to provide high quality images for my clients. Mm-hmm. And in turn, it allows them to, to stand out from their competition and um, raise their revenues and provide more financial freedom for themselves and for others and you know, the ones that they're working for. So, Yeah, and specializing in something is a key part of our message too of picking a hell yes customer yeah and then what you you don't sell to everybody you sell to a certain customer what do you really do well at yeah and right now with the recession and all these talks and economic challenges the the people who specialize in solving a specific problem are going to do better than the people who are like oh i do everything for everyone right because I don't know about you, but when I'm when I have less money or I'm more stressed, like I'm even more careful about how I spend it. Oh, definitely. And that's how most people are. And then the photos, yeah. right? That's why the photos are so important to the online research that people are doing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I was actually listening to another podcast that you had with someone, and and it was talking about the like outdoor fireplaces, like that just wasn't a thing. And look at like what images and media is done, mm-hmm. like HGTV, where it's just like you see you see something and you, we as customers want it. Like everything wants to, we need right. it to be a Pinterest board <laughs> or like a Instagram worthy story. And so like before people, I'm, I don't know the landscape, you know, world that well, I'm sure. But I'd imagine 20 years ago, it was like, I want a deck and I want to eat outside. And now it's like, no, I want this like cozy atmosphere with a fireplace and, you know, just something that's just dreamy you know yeah it definitely the the trends have changed and that's partly why yeah um you've got to keep these up to date with current design changes yeah you know if you're only showing photos of landscapes that you did 10 or 15 years ago people don't see the thing that they saw on hgtv that you actually offer yeah right in in those first photos on your website and then your 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 google my business listing like they may they may stop spending time considering you and, and yeah. move on to the next person. No, definitely. Yeah, and, and I think that's, people are looking for you for a specific reason. And um, to go back to like the jack of all trades, if you just do everything okay, it's not gonna be the same as doing one thing great that's like, wow, heck yeah, I need to, I need to hire this person. Yeah. Right on. But, well, Corey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, do you post photos on Instagram? Yeah, I need Should to get be- a little bit better at it, okay. but I do. Um, so my business Instagram's uh, 
Corey Anthony Photography, C-O-R-E-Y, mm -hmm. Anthony Photography. And then my, my landscape artwork is just Corey Anthony. And that's a little more of a personal page. So Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. We definitely learned a lot. Yeah. And uh, for people listening, hopefully they get inspired to make some great photos because they're such an important part of sales and marketing for landscaping. Yeah, definitely. I hope you learned a ton of tips that are going to help you take better photographs this spring and summer. So you're always building your portfolio to continue getting more of your hell yes customers finding you online. If you're a current Ramblin' Jackson client listening to this, reach out to your account manager to learn more about the photography packages we've created with Corey, where we'll fly out to your location and help shoot excellent photos of your best work. And if you're new to Ramblin' Jackson and you'd like to have a marketing conversation to learn more about how we can help you design a marketing plan that generates more of your hell yes customers, just reach out at landscapersguide.com brainstorm to book your 15 minute marketing brainstorm. I've got a link to that in the show notes. My name's Jack Jostis. Thanks so much for checking out the Landscapers Guide podcast. I look forward to talking with you next week. Showing off your best work. Let's take off this watch. Watch out for this watch. I'm coming for you.